Hello and welcome to the World We Live In podcast. I'm your host, Eric Patterson. Alongside me is my sister, Erin. Join us as we explore the amazing, mysterious aspects of our planet's cultures, history, and future trends. What's going on? What's up? Thanks for having me again. Oh yeah, oh yeah. 100th episode. 100, baby. That's wild. It is. It's honestly, and we've only done like 10 or 12 maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um... That's I mean, a big yeah, milestone for anything. So. It is, it is. We, we've done a lot. Me and Kyle did a, quite a bit of episodes. And, uh, and yeah, it's just, it's, it's kind of weird to like when you look back, because <clears throat> it's been almost four years. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we've done topics that I'm sure I don't even remember talking about just because there's so much information. And yeah, it's been fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Been a lot a good of good time. stuff. Yeah. Um, and I want to start out by saying uh, thank you to all those that have listened. And if you're new, um, you can find us on, uh, well, if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, uh, rate and review or follow. And you can find us on Twitter at World We Live Pod. Um, you can email us at World We, um, sorry. Yeah. The World We Live In podcast at gmail.com. And yeah. We hope you're with us for the next 100. Yeah. We're hope, uh, yeah. Yep. You said it right. I did. <laughs> no way Not to much it. to it. <laughs> nope, nope. <laughs> um, yeah, I am, um, even though it's the 100th episode, oh, the 100th episode <laughs> and I'm excited, I'm a bit tired. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> you know, for whatever reason, uh, he's drinking coffee, as he always is, but yeah. I don't necessarily think it's going to help. I don't think it will. I've also drinking, uh, drank it, drank. Drunk. Drunk. <laughs> Drunk? I wish know. I was drunk. <laughs> um, two, like, 16-ounce cold brew, like, Starbucks cold brew, and I had to stop on the second because I was getting, feeling very jittery and uneasy, but I had to stay awake. We're on that grind. Cold brew gets to you the fastest. It does, yeah. It, it hits you the quickest, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, if I need it fast, and for a extended period of time... I feel like yeah. espresso will wake me up, but yes. it dies. It does. It di- it dies off. Yeah. Espresso, espresso is more for that that like pick me uh-huh. up. It jolts mm-hmm. really good in the afternoon. It is, yeah. Um, but yeah, we uh, we're excited and we're just as usual going to do some. Um, just going to do some good stories. Yeah, a couple different. Yeah, just different stuff, um, as we always do. I am going to do some stuff on animals falling from the sky, um, which is just <laughs> just very odd. It's not really weird. It's just very odd. Yeah. And Aaron is going to be doing a little more of the weird stuff. I don't think we've ever done um, Black Eyed Kids, but maybe done, maybe, maybe done a little bit mm-hmm. with Kyle, but nothing... Nothing in depth. Um, but yeah, this Aaron's going to go into black eyed kid stories. So if you haven't heard those before, well, you're in for a treat. Followed by animals falling from the sky. Followed, yes. Um, okay. Without further ado, I'll take, take it away. It away. Yeah. So, yeah, black eyed children. So these children 
Um, just a little just overview of what they are. Really what it says they are. But usually between the ages of 6 and 16, uh, with very pale skin and black eyes, these children are known for approaching other people, begging, trying to get rides, um, coming to people's like front porches, like knocking on doors. Very odd. Um, and obviously that's odd in itself. And then you look into their eyes and it's even worse. So I got some stories, just like probably five or six. And then as we love Reddit, we dug into Reddit a little bit. So Mm -hmm. we'll start with that one. Um, so this story comes from a guy who's just starting high school. I think that's, or just starting college and he, but it's, from the summer of him just starting high school. So this is what it says. So he said, I've been raised in Florida my whole life from Orlando to Miami. This took place in Orlando in a neighborhood I lived in since I was a child. Nothing like this has ever happened before in that area, paranormally, although there was a lot of crime. I'm starting college now and this happened in eighth grade summer going into ninth grade. I was at my old friend's house who lived in the same neighborhood And it was a very sunny day. We hung out for a bit. I started making my way back. Early afternoon, about 2 p.m., not even five minutes into my walk, a small boy approaches me. He was wearing jeans and a green polo shirt that had a symbol on the corner like a polo shirt would. So I thought he was from an organization as he handed me a card. But when I looked at him, it was the black eyes that were all completely black. And he was this guy was taken aback so much that... He kind of like stepped back a couple steps and they were all alone. There was no one else in sight. And an elderly black woman appeared on the opposite side of the street. Freaky. Um, sorry, I lost my, I went blind for a second. Um, and this lady was staring at both of them. And she had the same shirt that the boy was wearing. They were wearing the same shirts. And when he noticed her staring at me, or when he noticed, yeah, her staring at him, the kid was continuing to try to hand him this card. And he never said anything. And he said, I don't know why, but I took it. And then out of nowhere, his mom um, came speeding down the street. um, And she said... Like, get in the car. I'm scared. And after asking if he was okay, she said that she, the mom said that she just felt an extreme sense of doom come over her out of nowhere at home. And so she sped in her car to find her son. Um, And he said that his mom is spiritually gifted um, since she was a child. And she's had paranormal things happen to her all the time. And in his words, low-key psychic. And that she's a huge reason um, as why, as to why he like really believes in these things. So, but they got back home and he says, I told her what happened. And she said, burn the card like far away from the house. And so they burned it. And he's like, basically just like, have you guys ever like experienced something like this? And he was saying, keep in mind, Florida is a hotspot for human trafficking, but it does not explain the pure black eyes. Um, and the woman appearing out of nowhere and his mom feeling this like sense of doom. Um, 
But yeah, that's pretty freaky. What time of day did this happen? 2 p.m. Hmm. See, that's weird because a lot of the stories I've heard have been like middle of the, like going in tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, and like they show up at people's houses. Yeah. I saw a lot of like people in their homes or like in their cars. Mm. And like the kids will come up and like knock on knock their on. windows. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. The other, the woman, the woman on the other side of the street makes me kind of think it, it, it might've been some sort of trafficking. Yeah. 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 I agree. Yeah. Hmm. It, I mean, nonetheless, that'd be, that'd be so creepy. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know, I, I, I probably should look this up, but I don't know if you can get contacts that mm. make your eyes look dark. like that. Yeah. 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 I, I would uh, imagine you can. Probably. But, I mean, I, obviously that's not going to explain every case. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Yeah, that's very true. Okay, weird. Um, all right. Next, we got just a few, like, what they say are, like, Bizarre and chilling encounters with black-eyed children, and a couple have some videos, but nonetheless, I don't really want to look at them. Um, all right, so perhaps one of the first legends uh, of the internet and stories with a black-eyed child it can be traced back to a report of an incident in 1996 involving a man named Brian Bethel. Have you heard of this? I don't think so. Okay. So... Bethel claimed he was sitting in his car going through some paperwork when a knock came at his car window. He looked out to see two young boys, about 12, 12 years old, who asked um, the journalist for a ride to a local movie theater. And he said he might have agreed had he not noticed that their eyes were what he describes as soulless, deep black stones staring back at him. So he sped off as fast as he could and... Since this account, numerous claims of these sightings have flooded internet chat rooms and different media sites. So while most um, of these reports are like mistaken copycat sightings or like just hoaxes on people, a lot of them have been investigated more and it still just seems to be like a mystery um, as everything on here is. but. So, I just, first of all, hate the fact that they knock on car, like, windows. Like, as a female, that would scare the shit out of me, you know? Like, if you're just sitting in your car and, like... Oh, I I hate it. No, I mean, even if I'm, like... There have been a couple instances where I, like, get to... Get to, um, coaching, Mm -hmm. like, early. Get to where I need to be early, and I, like, go to sleep. Mm -hmm. And... Sometimes I, like, can't go to sleep because I think of, like, I'm thinking of, like, what's going to happen. Yeah, and, like, people can just see right in. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, because you can't have tinted windows. Right. It's illegal unless I think you're a government vehicle or something like that. Right. But, um, but yeah. And this was in, was, this was in, is the video associated with the story? It's with uh, this other one from 2014. Gotcha. It's in, um... Canuck Chase in Staffordshire. Yeah, so 
I know you don't know this just because right. I'm more of the uh, seasoned vet on this podcast, but the Canic Chase area of England is known for being... Weird things. It's known for like, yeah, it's known for very weird occurrences, sort of like, um, I don't know what you would compare it to in the U.S., Maybe like some of the, like the desert Southwest. Oh yeah, or like mm-hmm. uh, Nevada or something like that. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, like Eric said, I guess this is a yeah. hot spot for these things. But so this was in September of 2014, and the newspaper, the Daily Star, ran several full front page stories of a black-eyed girl who was continually terrorizing this area, and. So, Lee Brickley, a paranormal investigator, says he examined the case, and I guess what happened was this woman just out of nowhere heard like a like a loud scream, and it sounded like a child was in danger. Mm-hmm. So she ran to go look, and she didn't see anyone at first, but then she saw a girl dressed in white standing behind her, and she said that the girl was like covering her eyes with her hands. So, like, you couldn't see the girl's eyes. Um, And the girl was silent. She didn't say anything. This woman also had her daughter with her. Um, And so she asked this strange girl if she was okay and was like, like, do you need anything? And she took her hands away from her face. And in quotes, she says, that's when I saw they were completely black. No iris, no white, nothing. I jumped back and grabbed my daughter. When I looked again, the child was gone. Um, and then Brickley, this investigator, also told the media that his own aunt had witnessed this same girl over 30 years earlier, um, and that it was the same deal, like, someone was screaming, yelling for help, and then this girl dressed in white, same exact deal. So, um... Well, that makes it seem like some sort of spirit. Yeah. Not necessarily an incarnate body. Right. And it says in April 2015, a video taken from a drone flying over these fields where this happened appeared on YouTube. And in the background, some believe that this drone unintentionally caught this girl dressed in white, matching the descriptions of this alleged black-eyed girl. Damn. Medium Christine Hamlet believes that she managed to capture a photograph of the spooky specter. She also believes that in part due to her gift to connect with the other side, obviously, um, that the girl was the spirit of a child who died during the Victorian era. So, mm. yeah, I don't know what that is, though. Do you know? Oh, dip, uh, yeah, that's um, I don't know what it is. Some oh, okay. disease, diphtheria. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Those who do suffer from this disease also suffer from paralysis of the eyes, which makes them seem dark and sunken. That's what I was thinking, too. Like, when people can't see, yeah. their eyes look like that. Yeah. When they're, like, blind or something. I thought they look white. Do they? I think they look white. Oh. I think blindness makes the eyes white. Oh, maybe paralysis makes them black. Then. Yeah, I think it's okay. different. Yeah. Um, yeah, in any, any, I mean, I'm sure some can be, well, I don't even know if that's explainable. The, <laughs> the, the issue with this phenomenon is like, well, I don't, some of the stories I've heard are like, they come in pairs. Yeah. Which is even creepier. That was like the two, the at the very beginning. Yeah, yeah. Of yeah. this article, the yeah. two boys. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then it's just, there's not really 
an explanation. Right. This well, this next one um, at a marine base uh, in North Carolina. There's two kids that knock on someone's door, and the witness says he was alone in his room, just like watching a movie. And his room, he knew that his roommate had forgotten his key, so he was expecting him to come back. So he heard a knock on the door, and he opened it, and it was these two small children. And he said he was terrified when he saw them because they had, like, jet black eyes. And he said, even though he was scared, he asked the children, like, what they wanted. And they responded, staring straight at him, that it was cold outside and they wanted to come inside and read. And he realized that no one else was in sight. And as the children, like, tried to come inside, he just slammed the door. (laughs) And the knocking, like, continued. Like, they didn't stop. Ew, ew. Uh-huh. Um, in addition to a rattling from his window was also happening. And then before these noises stopped, the children were gone. So like the noises were still happening apparently. And, but the children are gone. So he says like he reported it or whatever the next morning, but there was no one like around and no one had heard anything strange. So it was kind of just pushed aside, I guess. But yeah, that's weird. Well, they say it's like, um, so, like, uh, a lot of people that, and I'm not saying every case yeah. is like this, but I do think the majority, a lot of hauntings or stuff, they say it has to be, like, invited, the the entity or whatever has to be invited mm-hmm. in or, like, given um, permission so that's why they say Ouija boards are mm. very dangerous because right. you're initiating contact, mm-hmm. not it's not the entity right coming. So you're saying like, oh, I want to. It's talk okay to, you. to come and in. Yeah, they're like, oh, okay, but yeah, they say there's some sort of like communication thing. So like with the black eyed kids, it's like they come to your door, but they can't do anything unless huh. you let them in. And then if you let them in, then they're able to, like, I don't know what their end game is, but they're able to, like, hypnotize you or whatever. But you have to let them cross the threshold before they're able to have an mm-hmm. effect. So, best thing to do is slam your door. It is. And this <laughs> is what this woman didn't do. Oh, so, no. let's hear about it. Okay. So, <laughs> um, this was in January 2016 in Vermont. Um, so this woman says that there was a blizzard going on, uh, one evening she heard a loud knocking at her front door and she lived in this house with her husband. Mm -hmm. She said, thinking that someone had been in a motor accident or like needed help due to like the weather conditions, obviously she went to answer the door. And she saw that outside in the snow, there were footprints leading to the house, but there was no sign of a vehicle. So she was like a little freaked out. So she woke up her husband, the door, like people kept knocking. And she says two children stood on her doorstep, a boy and a girl about eight years old, again, in pairs. Yeah. The woman recalled that they were not dressed for the cold and she felt instantly unnerved by their presence. Despite her probable better judgment, she invited them inside. As she ushered the two children in the living room, uh, she said that her cats looked really frightened. Ew. And one of the cats was hissing at the kids as they walked past. Ew. First of all, cats. I love cats, but when they, I feel like they know, you know? 
Cats are smart. They, they are. Know, they do know, and like for sure. energy and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she offered to make these uh, these kids some hot chocolates, warm them up, and she recalled that whatever she asked them, their reply was always the same, no matter what. And their reply was, "Our parents will be here soon." Ooh. Yikes. <laughs> she said that she walked in the room with two cups of hot chocolate, and they, like, looked up at her to take the drinks, and she noticed that they had, again, jet black balls as their eyes, just like two giant pupils, she says. And as she looked at them, they both just randomly asked if they could use the bathroom, so she directed them to it, and then a moment later, her husband's nose began to bleed, the power went out. And as she went to get a tissue for him, the children were just standing at the end of the hallway, not moving, staring at her. (laughs) They suddenly broke their silence and said, our parents are here before opening their front door and leaving. Even stranger, as she went to close the door, she saw the children getting into a black car as two tall men dressed in suits. I literally have Ooh, chills. Men in black. Ah! Yeah, men in black. Stood next to it. They, too, entered the vehicle and drove away. This is creepy. In the months following, the woman's husband was diagnosed with an aggressive form of skin cancer. Although she didn't go into specifics, she stated that she also began to suffer regularly from nosebleeds and described herself as being in the worst condition of her life. She's convinced that both her and her husband's ill health is connected to that snowy night when they let these children into their home. Yeah, so that <laughs> that is the black eyed kid story that I'm familiar with. Yeah, is they you let them in, and I don't know the, the other people were smart. Yeah, they didn't let yeah, them. Yeah, in. yeah. No, and it's like they either are come to like drain your energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then by happenstance they give you some sort of disease, mm-hmm. and. Or hurt you, like the right. nosebleeds. So right. That's obviously not good. Um, and then the getting away in the black car is classic men in black it phenomenon. It is, yeah. I mean, like, to the T. So that's... A, dub- a double whammy. Not good. Honestly, not yeah. good. But it's like, are they actually... They're clearly some sort of robot. I, that's what I'm thinking. You think? I, well, I mean, unless they're like brainwashed actual humans. Right. But like, the eyes. Yeah, but if yeah, but they keep repeating the same thing, so yeah. they're clearly oh. not they're they're not conscious. Right, right. You know, they're on some sort of like all, uh audio replay. Right, right. That's a good point. Yeah. Oh yeah, so that's that was a good one. Yeah, yeah. that that was that was the best yep. for sure. Um how many more I got? One more? Uh, you, you couple? Have, yeah, do you have two? Yeah. Yeah, let's do okay. two. Okay. All right, the next one is, we're just really moving around. This is in Louisiana. I'm glad to know they're everywhere. Would you rather be in the snow and see black-eyed kids or be in Louisiana? Probably not the snow. No? I Because I can't escape, really. Yeah. I don't know. What would you prefer in the snow? Mm, yeah, it probably <laughs> I don't know. Louisiana just has some. It's, it is creepy. It's got some sort of creepiness for me. I don't know what it is. All the love to Louisiana. Yeah. But yeah, I agree. And I just picture it being really like sticky and humid. Oh, yeah. I don't and just I, gross. I think that might be it because I hate that so Ugh. much. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Um, 
All right, so here we go. September, also September comes up a lot, which mm. is interesting. Mm. But 2015 in Northeast Louisiana, oh, it came, the story came out in 2015, so this oh, is 2012. Okay. Yeah. Um, the gas station was just off the highway, was the only service station for miles around. It was about 3 a.m., and the one attendant was just going about his normal stuff, and the power suddenly went out again. Um, so he like lit his phone up so he could see and he went to the backup generator, turned it on, the lights came on, um, but only the parking lot and the hall to the register was lit up, but the rest of the gas station was still dark. So there were heavy winds and the weather was kind of weird. So he didn't really feel safe. And he said the weather was probably to blame for this, but then he saw something just moving like in the dark and he watched intently for several moments, he says. But then he said that it looked like three children riding bikes. Ew. I know. Oh. I know. The bikes, uh-uh. Stop. Almost as soon as he saw them, two of them jumped off their bikes and made their way over to the gas station. They stopped at the doorway and stood staring at the attendant. Now, a little more unsettled, but he says not, like, super concerned. I would be, but, you know. He made his way to the door and opened it, and he asked the children if they were okay. Like, obviously, it's, like, not, it's, like, concerning that they're yeah. alone. No, like, You're on a riding highway. Riding their bikes in the dark. Yeah. And he goes, one of them, a young girl, asked if he could use, if she could use his phone, and he handed her his, a cell phone, and their eyes, like, met, and then he saw they were solid black orbs. And the girl said, no, I need the real one, in, like, a snappy voice motioning to use the landline in the gas station itself. And at this point, he was, like, freaking out. He shut the door and locked it in one move and shouting as he did so that the girl would leave. The children stared at the attendant through the window for a moment longer before turning around, getting on their bikes, and riding off into the darkness. The next morning, the attendant told his boss of what happened, and they were going to look at the security cameras, but they've been off due to the power outage, and it's not known if this was the outage was connected to the children's arrival or just some weird coincidence. But I don't think it was a coincidence. Yeah, man. But he like he didn't let that like he didn't he let didn't, them in. Didn't let them in. Yeah. yeah. The, it's almost like with that one, they're like out of. It's like they're out of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like why would why? Yeah. What is it about the landline that they need they that needed? Yeah. And it was like she was programmed to say that, too. Yeah. It kind of sounded like yeah. Yeah. Very yeah, exactly. true. Um. All right, we're gonna wrap it up back in okay. the Midwest. Gotta love it. All right. So this one comes from Ohio, and it's from a man who says he had a strange encounter in July of 2010 with two black-eyed teenagers outside of the data center where he worked. This man was taking a break during his night shift. It was about 5 a.m. He went outside to smoke a cigarette, and he saw two teenage boys across the street from the building he worked in. He said he immediately felt unnerved, uneasy, and as he noticed them, um, or he says he noticed them mainly because they appeared to be staring straight at him. 
but otherwise were not moving at all. He quickly finished his cigarette and went back inside right away. Around 10 minutes later, he says, the intercom from the front door buzzed. And as he observed the monitors, he could see that it was the two boys who he had just seen outside. He pressed the talk button and asked what they wanted, stating he was busy. Neither of the boys spoke, but one of them motioned to the camera, wanting him to come outside. Um, He says he started talking back to them again and told them um, that they needed to leave, and he went back to work. The two boys continued to stare right into the camera um, as though they were looking right into the room where he worked. After another 10 or so minutes, he decided to go to the front door and face-to-face tell them to leave. Um, Before he opened the door, however, he sneaked a look at the two boys through the one-way glass. They looked normal enough, he says, apart from the fact that they had completely black eyes. This made him feel even more on edge, but he opened the door anyway, and he said that they needed to leave or he would call the police. As soon as he opened the door, one of the boys said, That will not be necessary, sir. We simply need to use your phone. Can you let us in? (laughs) He declined. That's the, it's their, um, it's like their one line. Uh Uh-huh, it it is. is. Need your phone. Need your phone. (laughs) Um, he was that no one can get in here. Like, no one's allowed in. The boys asked again and then stood there just staring at him. And he pulled out his mobile phone, repeating his threat to call the police and pulled the door shut again. He went back then to observe the boys again safely from inside. And one boy continued to stand at the door staring into the camera while the other one made his way back, way to the back of the building and stared into that camera. He called the police, continuing to watch these boys. And the boys found a blind spot on the system security cameras. And while this man waited for them to reappear, they seemed to have simply vanished. By the time the police did arrive around 6 a.m., there was no sign of either teenager. Damn. Wow. That's, that's uh, like so freaky. That's a pretty intense confrontation. Yeah, it is. And they he was were, just alone. They like wouldn't give up. Mm-mm, they wouldn't. Man. Even Yeah, that's kind of interesting too because the other ones it was like, oh, you don't let us in. Bye. Yeah, we're good. But they're very persistent. Jeez. Love that though. Yeah, I don't know, man. That's those stories are so weird. Uh huh. I also feel like anything with the eyes, because the eyes are such like a, like it's such a, like big part of communicating it is, and feeling yeah. like at ease. Mm-hmm. Like someone's eyes. Yeah. So like those are even creepier than like other things because it's like there's nothing to there's no eyes. Really. But that's the thing. It's like there's nothing there. Mm-hmm. There's nothing behind them. Right. Yeah. There's Freaky. nothing behind the, the kids. Yeah, that's weird. Um, I mean, every time I hear hear stories, I'm like, oh, maybe like this story will, I think, explain what these are. And mm-hmm. it never does. No, because they just di- up and disappear. Yes, yeah, they, they leave. I really, really enjoyed the Men in Black cross with Black Eyed Kids. Yeah. That one was great. Yeah, the the one in Vermont. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that is like an alien abduction yeah. pretty much. That sounds like an alien abduction, but the other ones <laughs> just seem to be weird encounters and I don't know. So I know some people have said they're black eyed kids are like trying to drain their energy, drain the human's energy or 
so they can keep going or something. Yeah, I don't know what they get from the phone because that's right. almost like that's almost like Matrix esque. I don't know if you have you seen the Matrix. I have, yeah, the trilogies. Yeah, you know how they get out of the Matrix is by answering the phone. Yeah, and they pick up the phone and then they get jolted back. Right, that's true. Has to be something. I don't along know. Those I lines. Know, it's so strange. Or maybe, or I mean, I guess also like if you like. If you were to go up to someone, someone's home, and be like, I don't know if you could do it right. nowadays, right. but I know back in the day, you, it'd be like, if you were lost, and be like, hey, can you, can I use your phone? Someone would probably let you in. Oh, for sure. Because everything was landline, but now everyone, mostly everyone has a cell phone. Yeah. So, like, if you did that, that'd be very weird. Very weird, yeah. Because, like, well, yeah. Who or does? you could, yeah. Mm-hmm. Freaky. So. Mm. But again, it's like they're almost out. It's like they're out of time. They're yeah. Not, they're not current. Current. Very true. Yeah. Okay. Love it. Well, yeah, that was good stuff. Um, I'm excited. Let's go over to some, some weird animal rain. I literally, guys, looked at his computer screen and it was like <sighs> disgusting. Like, I didn't know what it was. And it was like. Spiders in Brazil. And I was like, yeah, yeah, what's that, going on? That is one of them. Um, <laughs> Raining so, from the sky, nonetheless. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so let's see here. Okay. This first one, um, we are going to the great state of Idaho. Shout out to Ryan. Um, <laughs> there, hey, Ryan. <laughs> um, uh, so there were apparently there were no witnesses to this actual event, but 51 geese turned up dead in Idaho Falls in an Idaho Falls parking lot on April 7th, 2018. The birds were all clumped together in a pile and soaking wet. Expert experts think these geese were struck by lightning, causing all of them to die. Dude, <laughs> what do they call geese? They just fall out of the sky. A gaggle. A gaggle. Yeah. A gaggle just got electrocuted. Just got zapped. <laughs> yeah, just got zapped. Um, in New South Wales, Australia, apparently there was a heat wave caused by temperatures of over 104 degrees. As a result, many of the flying foxes in the area were literally boiled alive. Volunteers and animal rights groups tried desperately to save the overheated foxes, but apparently a thousand of them died. We got to talk about that. I mean, look, anytime you see a bunch of a bunch of small animals dead, uh-huh. it's going to be weird. So those look like big bats. They are big bats. Yeah. Is that what they are? They're very, yeah, they're very large bats. I hate that. I don't know if they're related to foxes or bats you right know, their face kind of looks like a fox it does yeah and they're very cute but sort they of. also look like bats they look like bats so. and that i can't get over yeah i don't know what they're related to um that reminds me of not that but that a lot a lot of animals being dead in midnight mass on netflix oh, at the beginning yeah. oh that's what it reminds me that's a good of. point mm-hmm. that's a and good it's point. eerie this is very weird yep what's it uh was it squirrels they were cats right cats yes it was cats yeah that's right Oh, the cats. Mm. So this this is this is a strange one, and it's not necessarily rain, but this is very strange. <laughs> um, in January 2018, temperatures in Florida dipped below 40 degrees Fahrenheit, which is an un- unusually cold temperature for that time of year. 
well, period. That's right. just <laughs> for Florida. That's right. weird. Um, so these green iguanas ended up frozen and immobilized due to this cold weather. And they just ended up falling out of trees and dying. Oh. They got they got so they got frozen on the trees. I oddly remember that happening. Yeah. Yeah. And uh yeah, they were just lying wow. lying on the ground. Um Ew, ew. So Brazil is known for its many, many animals. And one of these is their arachnopho arachnid sorry, arachnids. They're arachnids. <laughs> and um yeah. Literally thousands of small and large spiders fell from the sky and began <gasps> weaving webs almost instantly, coating the land in a creepy crawly blanket. Um Yes, apparently this isn't new. Um, Australia and apparently parts of the U.S. have seen these spider rains happen where it says high winds blow spiders from their tree homes and blow them up into the air. When they fall back down to the ground, they detach webs as anchors to attach them to where they fell. I don't know. That just doesn't seem like a plausible... Like, trees, especially in the U.S., are not that tall. Eric, first of all, if I ever see spiders falling from the sky, I'm ending it all. Because (laughs) that's disgusting. Also, I agree that's not possible here. I don't know how that's possible. I could see in the Brazil, like in the Amazon... Those huge-ass trees. the, The trees are so tall. I'm sure other parts of Brazil, because it's very... Right. Uh, jungly. Um, wow. The rainforesty-ish. Also, those spiders have to be just massive. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. I mean... I mean, like, size of, like, small animals, probably, in Brazil. It's the rainforest, so... Yeah. Ugh. I'm, like, itchy. <laughs> yeah, it's a creepy this is one. The, for it's everyone listening, one. spiders are top three biggest fears of mine. Ever. Yeah, they're not great. Not great. They're not high in my book. I mean, I cry at them. It's yeah. bad. It's a problem. Anyway. Um, okay. Um, in 2010, in Hungary, tiny frogs apparently came raining down from the sky. And it is said that high winds, water spouts, or even a tornado uh, are able to, like, suck up these... Um, these frogs and drop them once it dies down. Yeah. I don't think, I don't know. Don't think Hungary is very uh, water heavy, but, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. Seems, seems strange. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, this one's weird. Um, a ton of, a ton of fish, a ton of fish, just meaning a lot. I don't think they counted. I don't think they I was counted. Like, wow. They didn't count all the fish, but um, <laughs> apparently, for two whole days in 2010, this town in Australia was rained on by fish. 
Oh. There's a desert town of about 650 residents. And for two days, the fish rained down. Um, it says sometimes it would start and then stop and then start again. Um, but this is... A, some residents said that this is not the first time this happened. Um... Scientists suggest that this is caused by a tornado, but mm. I don't know. I just have a hard time believing that. That just doesn't make a lot of sense. I just don't. I think that's not true. Like, I, I've not seen a tornado in person, but I've seen what it does <laughs> physically to houses and the land, and I have a hard time believing that fish could survive a tornado. There's no way. Like, they would be ripped apart Yeah, instantly. exactly. Yep. Like, it rips apart wood and metal. Yep. Like, there's no and those, way. those guys are flimsy. Yeah, exactly. That's right. what I'm saying. Um, okay. In June of 1997, a man was having a nice fishing outing in the Falkland Islands. Ooh. Which is off the coast of South America. Without warning, a frozen squid fell out of the sky right onto his head and knocked him unconscious. <laughs> he was comatose for f- uh, for a full two days and probably had a lot of unanswered questions when he woke up. To this day, no one has any idea how the squid got there or how one fell on the poor fisherman. That's pretty funny. I shame. think uh, that's a good story. Yeah, agreed. Oh, this, I love a good 1800s story. Um, okay. So, in England, um, you know, England got some pretty sporadic weather. Sometimes it's warm, a lot of rain. Um, in Bath, England, in 1894, on a dreary day, the skies opened up and let loose a massive rain of jellyfish. Thousands of jellyfish, each about the size of a shilling, filled the streets and gutters. These small jellyfish came down for quite some time, and this incident was recorded as the first and only time there has been jellyfish rain in England history. Oh my goodness. Yep, jellyfish rain. Wow. So, um, okay, in 1877 in Memphis... Um, Memphis, Tennessee. Um, On a cloudy day, locals suddenly noticed that snakes were falling from the sky, some of them even a foot and a half in size. These snakes were reported looking strange and tangled, and they they covered like all the roads, like the roads were completely covered. No one is entirely sure how this happened, Some think the snakes were actually worms or leeches, and others say they actually crawled up from the ground. Mm Mm-mm. No. No, sir. Don't know about that one. Um, Baby alligators. So in 1877, baby alligators started falling from the sky in South Carolina. Um... Farm owner J.L. Smith was trying to prepare for a storm when he came out of his house to find a bunch of foot-long baby alligators falling into his hand. Or, in, oh, sorry, falling onto his land. That's okay. <laughs> Same He's, thing. Yeah, he says they hit the ground unharmed and they just went about their 
went about their business. I feel like that would have the same effect as the frozen squid thing. Like, that would knock you out for sure. Oh, if you, an got, alligator? If you got hit with an alligator? Mm-hmm. Also, oh, yeah. not an alligator, but relating to that. Um, did you see that video that was a crocodile, like, sliding down that little, like, lazy river? Looked so fun. If you can, like, maybe you guys can Google that and it'll come up, but it was, like, brought me so much joy. I just wanted to be as happy as that crocodile in that moment. Definitely in a zoo. Oh, definitely, yeah. yeah. And he just, like, slides down. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. And, uh, yeah, all the other ones are, like, trying to, like, live and, like, survive, and it's just sliding right down the little... You know what's crazy about alligators and crocodiles is they've been here on Earth for literally... Hundreds of thousands of years, and we now have them in zoos. Yeah, we did it. We did it. We did it. And I was going to say, I feel like they've they've outlived things just like uh, cockroaches have. They have, yeah. When it gets really cold, they're able to they're able to drop their body temperature down so low that they stay alive and that their heart beats only like it's something oh. crazy like seven beats a minute wow yeah that's crazy isn't that nuts yeah um okay last one here is from montreal canada in 1857 all of a sudden the rain so it was raining bad weather day and all of a sudden the rain seemed to get more green and live lizards and salamanders came falling out of the clouds um the creatures measured up to four inches long and continued to crawl around the city after the rain stopped. Scientists don't know. Uh-uh. No. I don't know what this... I don't know what could cause this. Like, I know I know there is weather that is strange and, like, weird stuff. And, like, if you've ever been on the ocean and seen, like, a storm rolling in, like, it's very eerie. I just have a hard time believing these little animals would be able to survive, like, some sort of... Super windy... Super windy tornado. Yeah. I don't know, maybe it's just... Maybe some of them are able to survive, and this is, like, the leftover. Right. I know, like, a bunch of them get ripped up and killed, but this is... It just takes up so much. But also, like... If it's such a large amount of animals, where does that all come from? Mm-hmm. Like, especially salamanders, like, and lizards, they're very <laughs> independent creatures. Like, when you see a bunch of salamanders or lizards, it's not like they're in a, in a like herd a of, like, a hundred. Yeah. So that's the other weird part. Like, where do the mass numbers come from? Mm-hmm. That's what I don't get. Yeah, me neither. Also in weird locations, like Montreal. I was going to say, like, I don't really know a lot about Montreal, but I didn't know. I mean, I just know it's it's right above New York, so it's very cold. Yeah. But, it, I mean, I know there are forests around there, okay. but, like... I guess. But, again, the numbers thing is what gets me, is, like, mm-hmm. most of these creatures are not in large amounts. Like, snakes are very independent. Yeah, very... Unless they're, like, born, I mean, I know. Yeah. If they, once they hatch, they're all together, but snakes are, like, one-off. Yeah. I don't know. Weird. Was there one about, a, like, a toad? There's a le- uh, the one in England. The yeah, what is that toad. about? This is from Leicester. Um, 
Residents came out of their homes to find that it was raining frogs and toads. Oh. Yeah. Wild. Yeah, f- uh, frog rain apparently was recorded by the ancient Greeks as well. Oh. I don't know. Huh. But again, where is this? Where, where is this coming come from? from? Where is this taking from? Yeah. That's what I don't. I don't understand that part. So. That's um. I mean, that's what we got. Yeah. I think we went a bit longer on that episode. Did we? I think so. That was like those were a lot of stories. Yeah, that was. Those are a lot of stories. Yeah, that's probably it's probably almost an hour. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's really all I got. I feel like I'm kind of hungry now. Um, my mouth is very dry. I don't know I why. I Drink all my coffee. <laughs> Do you feel better? Or are you still tired? No, yeah, I'm still pretty exhausted. Yeah. I've also had food poisoning, so we were hoping an event would happen during the podcast where I would have to take the reins <laughs> because <laughs> he would have to go take care of that. But it didn't, and we got out of it. Yeah, it I was. You um, do look a little slimmer. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think uh, so. Yeah, I just, I just. But I, I, I don't, that's too much detail. <laughs> too much detail for but the it listeners. But was, it was, was it pork belly? I don't know what it was. Okay. It could have been pork belly. Pork belly is very fatty, and I don't usually eat fatty meats. But yeah. it was delicious, so I don't regret it. <laughs> Would do it again. But uh, without going into too much detail, the results of the food poisoning, it wasn't painful. Right. Like, the stomach cramps were painful, but... The actual results? The actual results was not painful. So I think I just ate something bad. Yeah. It just My stomach just said, we don't like It didn't this. like that. Yeah. Um, but if you can handle fatty meats, pork belly is right. so good. So tasty. Yeah. Um, well, what I was telling you before this, like, yeah. I, I saw this video, and it was talking about, like, the things that your body, like does if you have a health if like your blood sugar's good like all these other things and like one of them was that like you should poop one to three times a day yeah and i just was baffled like i do have movements once a day but yeah. three times three's a lot it's a lot like if if i go more than twice i'm like <laughs> and it's an it's an inconvenience Some, like something yeah. happened yeah that made that like be the case. Yep. It's not normal, but I, I do know people who like that's a normal thing. So it's crazy. Yeah. I'm with you. Um, I was, as I was recovering from the food poisoning, <laughs> I was listening to uh, mysterious universe there. Uh, yeah. Big shout out. Love those guys. Um, but it was, uh, it was their plus episode. So it was like their extra subscriber episode. Mm. But they were talking about this this book about the about how much we're dependent on technology, mm-hmm. and they were talking about this guy, and he went to Graceland, which is in Memphis, Tennessee. Yep. And he was saying that the tour, they, him, and some some relative of his went. I think maybe his godson or something, some younger right. relative. They went there to like to get away from technology, and they couldn't because the tour included like an iPad. 
Oh. To look, and this guy basically had a breakdown about how he, like, he like, couldn't get rid of being around technology. Was this recent? I don't know. Okay. It, it was I, somewhere in the past 10 years. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because I know that they just, like, redid... Someone was telling me they redid, like, all of Graceland. And, they like, did, yes. The whole touring yeah. thing is, like, brand new. So I wonder yeah. what it's like now. Yeah. It was it was pretty wild, though, because he, he was, like... He was so frustrated right. that he could not get away from technology. It's hard. And, yeah, and we'll, I'll just end on this, but it, he, there was some stat, and I'm not going to get it entirely correct, but it was something like like a Sunday morning newspaper, like back in the mm-hmm. 50s or whatever, or back in the day, was it was something like 89 pages, something like, I don't know, it was like 12,000 words or something. Uh-huh. Apparently, like, today, if you, like, are on your something, like, if you're on your computer for, uh, like, the whole day, you're taking in close to, like, ten times that amount of information in, yes. one, in one day. I've heard that. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. And basically saying that, like, our brains are on overload and that the reason we aren't able to retain information is that we are looking at too much information 100 percent. yeah yep and i've felt that a lot especially in college yes it's there's way too much that they throw at you in college we also for everyone listening my degree is in marketing and we've been talking about like how you as a you know as a person are yeah Overloaded with marketing information oh. all the time, so you got to be, you got to make a point. I mean, just look at the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Facts. <laughs> I, mean, like, I can't even remember the commercials because there were no. like eighty commercials. Yeah, it's and crazy. for other reasons, I can't well, remember the commercials, yeah. but that is one of them for sure. Man. Okay, well, my computer's about to die, so um, thank you guys for listening <laughs> to this one hundredth episode again. Um, if you're listening on Apple Apple Podcasts or Spotify, follow, uh, subscribe, rate and review. Greatly appreciate it. Follow us on Twitter at World We Live Pod. And yeah, we'll catch you later. Thank you guys for listening. See ya. Yeah.